Welcome back to the Lift for Life podcast. I'm here with my co-host G-Dog. G-Dog, how are we today? Very good. After the last podcast where we had Matt on talking about um, his um, one-arm training, I think we're all pumped up to show that we can do anything. But we also want to make sure that we do it with a proper mobility routine. So Graham, the way we're going to start this is actually we're going to put you on the spot and we're going to shame you a little bit pre-Angus tactics from you tell me how did you warm up or would we call it a warm-up before you would weight train yeah so i did everything wrong (laughs) i now know and i actually see a lot of people doing what i used to do so one of the first things i do is i do a standing quad stretch so basically lifting my knee up to my chest to stretch my quad i'd also do a um standing uh hamstring stretch so basically just stretching my leg out forward to try and stretch my hamstring and then after doing that for maybe 15 seconds i jump on the treadmill and run really really fast (laughs) for about two minutes and then i'm like right now i'm warm now i can do it so never really any upper body work either i didn't really know how to do that and then you just did the same couple of stretches pre-run as well yeah so i i do all of that stretching which in hindsight is clearly all legs and then i go on a bench press (laughs) fantastic do you know what this podcast we are here to inspire and teach people to do things correctly so if you are like graham and to be honest i will admit back back in the day which is obviously a long time ago at the age (laughs) that i am i pre-run would do this the classic hamstring on the wall or on a bench uh, and then static stretch i then came to realize that the problem with doing that is I was 10x more likely to injure myself because what happens when we static stretch, so doing those static stretches like the, the quad stretch, a hamstring stretch, a tricep stretch, let's say a chest stretch as well, is you're actually shortening the muscle, which is what you don't want to do. You want to lengthen the muscle. So what all my clients will do what Graham does is he has a warm-up mobility routine. So things like your T-spine rotations, which warms up your back and shoulders. You've got cat to camel, which targets your lower back, but also your shoulders to perform correctly. You've got your Spider-Man lunges, which are hitting your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, and then of course, gorilla squats as well. Just a few examples. And all you need is kind of four or five exercises done consistently in a routine. Naturally with warm-ups as well, you will adapt it to certain muscle groups. So if you are doing a full body workout, then doing a full body mobility routine is great. But for example, if I'm doing a leg day, I'll have more leg specific warm up things. But a couple of the facts I want to talk about, and Graham's very excited because I've actually gone and got a bit of backing here. So so exciting. One of the things uh, that I, uh, is really important about active stretching, particularly before weight training, is better neuromuscular coordination. Big word. (laughs) So patronizing. Um, So active stretching can improve the communication between your nervous muscles, uh, nervous system and muscles, helping to activate the appropriate muscle groups and enhance your overall coordination and stability. So if you warm up properly with a thorough mobility routine, the muscle group you are, muscle groups that you're about to train you're going to experience more gains. Amazing. And I was remembering our first training session thousands of years ago. And I was just about to go on a business trip to Geneva, I think. And I was 
in my phase where I was doing my upper body toning and trying to increase my running speed. And I wanted to run faster down the shore of Lake Geneva on my business trip. So I think it was one of these things where I was... I remember this. I gave you an absolute bollocking. Yeah. I think I think I was, I was, I'd arrived in Geneva the night before and my first meeting was something like 8.30 in the morning. So I set the alarm for five o'clock and I wanted to do a you know, dawn run for about 45 minutes down the shore of Lake Geneva before um, getting ready for my first meeting. And so Angus had given me a whole series of gorilla squats and all this sort of stuff down on the edge of the lake. It was just completely transformational because I'd never, ever done this in my life before. And yeah, it was cool. And I think the big thing, and obviously I've highlighted it slightly, is the injury prevention. One of the things that I've I've noticed since I've integrated a mobility routine, and admittedly, as I said, it's only really since I qualified as a personal trainer when I was 19 years old, then hired myself a coach, did I really learn about the impact of mobility. Um, obviously, we spoke about the, the, the neuromuscular coordination, but it means that you're able to perform the exercises with the correct technique. So if you have poor ankle mobility, for example, there is no way you're going to be able to do a squat properly. So if you want to be able to do a squat properly and get the most out of it, therefore being able to build the most muscle, get stronger, then you're going to have solid ankle mobility. One thing I'd also like to add into this podcast, which is key, is static stretching does still very much have its place, but it's after workout. Graham, I know you you openly say you don't need much static stretching, and I'll hold my hands up and say that I'm pretty bad at it too. One thing I would say to any of the listeners who are big runners is static stretching after you run is essential, so important, and less so admittedly with weight training. One of the sayings I heard from uh, someone I follow on social media, you do too, who's a fantastic guy when it comes to this mobility uh, and warming up is he, he, he states that warming up is underrated and cooling down is overrated, which might seem a bit of a sweeping statement, but more often than not, I actually see more people focus on the cool down side of things, but it does have its place. So static stretching is more suitable post-workout and for improving flexibility. And flexibility and mobility are obviously two very different things. But the real sweet spot is combining both active and static stretching in your routine because it will just help increase the benefits of flexibility, muscle function, and of course, injury prevention. But you can, of course, as, as I did a few Christmases ago, go completely extreme on the post-workout stretch. And I... This is genius. I, 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 I think it was my... Angus has got me into this Christmas Day phenomenon where... Best workout of the year. Yeah. And you will see it if you uh, know of Graham's social media, massive social media following. <laughs> but honestly, that my favorite workout of the year is Christmas Day because it's the one day you know you're putting in the work when so many others won't. Yeah. But anyway, carry on with the story. So Angus and I, every every Christmas Day, I think before we go off and do our various family things, Angus and I will sort of message each other at about six in the morning. And he's normally at his parents' house in in the north of England doing some sort of uh, crazy run through the the Lakeland Fells. And I'm normally at my brother-in-law's in in Bristol running uh, uh, around uh, Bristol. Often actually in front of Warburton's. um... (laughs) Yeah, smiles are there. (laughs) I actually remember the first Christmas you had. Because when I said, oh... Christmas Day, you'll be doing a run. You went, what? And this is what's so interesting about the mentality shift of you as well. But I remember you'll be doing it. And then literally a half a kilometer in, a Warburton's lorry goes past Graham. 
and then stops and does the delivery. It's like, Graham's like, is there spies? Has he got cameras on? <laughs> it's quite incredible. But anyway, but, but this this is one particular Christmas when I think it was the one of the lockdown Christmases. And so I was at home in London and I decided to do a run from home in Fulham around Hyde Park and back. So I guess it was a, a, a 10K run. And my legs are just destroyed at the end of it. And I think my wife had bought me a Theragun uh, for Christmas. So I thought, excellent, I'll fix my calf muscle. <laughs> so I got the Theragun out. I put it on my calf. And I think I left it there for 10 minutes. <laughs> just to the same spot. Literally. The same absolutely spot. bound. And I thought that there's some muscle tear in there or some sort of thing I've got to fix with this Theragun. And I think I couldn't run for a month and a half afterwards. So you've got to be careful. Yeah, you definitely got to be careful. But that's kind of it on the mobility and stretching side of things. Before a workout, before a run, make sure you're doing active stretching. So doing things that actually warm up the muscles you're about to use. And then post-workout, that is when you bring static stretching into place. Of course, again, stretching the muscles you've used, but particularly for runners, those hamstrings, those quads, hips, are real essentials for the, in the cool down. One thing I must say that I have noticed, though, to wrap it up, is when I'm doing barbell back squats, the first set, even though I'm warming up, the first set is really tough. And I'm maybe not quite going as deep as I could be going uh, when I'm going down. And then it just feels very hard. But then the second set suddenly gets dramatically easier. And I think this underscores the point that pre-workout mobility is about doing what you're about to do. And so by doing my barbell back squat, say I'm targeting four sets of six, uh, my latest is about 132 and a half kilos. I'll start off by doing four sets of eight at 70 kilos or 100 kilos. And I'll try and go as deep as possible uh, so my ass is almost touching the floor and then up again. And it just makes the following set so much better because I've done effectively a repetition of what I'm about to do, but in a, a with a lower weight. Yeah, that's a really, really good point, actually, and uh, something that definitely is worth adding to this podcast. So when you're performing big numbers like G-Dog, of course, is, um, but regardless, it's always good to do warm-up sets. So let's say you're even on dumbbells and you're doing dumbbell bench press into single arm rows. I would do a warm-up set. Let's say it's been programmed that you've got 14 kg side on dumbbell press and then you're going to single arm rows at 16 kg side. I would do a set at about 60-70% in terms of the weight even for those just as like a warm-up set. You might back off the reps. Uh, but you would perform the exercise with excellent form because you're then far more prepped to perform the exercise correctly. And like you said with squats, is that first set naturally always a bit like, ooh. And so the importance of having for you the numbers you're doing, so 100 kg plus, is you should have two to three warm sets minimum. Yeah, exactly. And that is everything when it comes to warming up, cooling down. I hope you found that podcast useful Please like, subscribe, share, follow. Please follow us on Instagram. Please, if you would like some coaching, feel free to get in touch and make sure you subscribe to Graham's email list because these emails on a Sunday, 
fantastic. Thanks, I guess. Thanks so much. Uh,